I'm Stephen Jack Pitala. And I'm Jill DeWitt. And this is the Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1945. And today we are talking in depth about recovering house flippers and how they're perfect for the uh, career path program that Jill and I teach. And later on, we'll talk about the countless stories of Land Academy members. It's pretty amazing how many Land Academy members we have and have had over the years. Yeah. And it's amazing to uh, share their stories. We don't do it often enough. I think that's great. I'm really glad. I may or may not sound like myself, but if you see me, I should look like myself. <laughs> Jill has- No, uh, I didn't take up cigars this week. <laughs> poor Jill has uh, laryngitis from selling too much. Uh, well, not just, I'm not selling. I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> oh, you mean property yeah. selling? Oh, okay. I'm like, not land academy. I'm like talking on the phone a lot, I which have to, really great. It just crushes my soul to see you like this. I, I don't like to see you in pain. Oh, I'm not in pain. <laughs> I just sound like crap. Okay. I'll carry you. <laughs> Thanks. And I hope you're also enjoying uh, this new format that we've created. Each week we answer questions from our Land Academy Discord forum and review land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. And we also take a deep dive into two land related topic topics that are usually by popular requests. I just mentioned them a, a couple of minutes ago. Jill, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord channel, please go to landacademy.com. It's free. Marilyn wrote, hello, hope someone can help me with this. We sold a property over two years ago on a land contract and the buyers have paid 34 out of 60 payments. They want to sell the property to the neighbor. The neighbor wants to run title and go through escrow at their cost. Would this be a concurrent close? Do we write up a new sale agreement between original buyer and us that outlines the purchase amount, the amount received and the balance, and then she writes up a sale agreement between herself and the new buyer? What a flipping mess. <laughs> no, well, I think this is a great opportunity. I mean, it's great, but it's like, it's just messy. This is one of no, the things I don't easy. like, but go ahead. It's easy, so uh, it, this comes down to really simple arithmetic. You've got 34 payments uh, paid out of a 60, unit uh, loan, 60 month loan, which is, you know, a five year loan. They've got three years, almost three years paid. That's good. Uh, they have, so what, they are gonna have some loan balance. So it's just exactly like you own a house. Uh, this happens many, many, many times a day. You own a house, you have some payments left on it. So there's a, a lien, you have a lien on this property. You don't own it, but you have a lien and you've been making payments for 15 years, let's say, and you want to sell the house and it's worth a lot more. This is the only, only way it works is uh, you're, these people are about to sell, your customers, your buyers are about to sell it more for more than what they owe. That's the way this works. And so good for them. You're about to get 60, pay, 60 months worth of payments, uh, hopefully on a property that you know your basis is way low on and they're about to make some money and the neighbor's going to pay. So. This is a, uh, if you, my first step would be to talk to the escrow agent and explain the situation. Um, I don't think you should be doing any purchase agreements or any of that stuff. The first discussion is, you know, with the escrow agent and how to manage it. A good escrow agent, one that's been in uh, business for more than five years, is gonna have, they'll be so used to this uh, and make it really easy for you. I wouldn't confuse the escrow agent too with all the details like, here's my contract, here's yeah. their, here's the FreshBooks account, here's this, don't confuse them with any of that. Just, I would just say, um, they're in the process of buying from me, this is the balance due. 
leave it at that. And then they can go, okay, let's just work up agreement. I just need something in writing showing that we're going to pay you this much out of escrow on the close so that you're made whole. Great. That's it. Done. The way that this is written and how a lot of people responded to you uh, in Discord, Marilyn, is uh, it's not a negative thing. This is you're about to get paid out fully on a loan with I'm sure that was again, I'm sure this is a good financial situation for you. If it's not do all the math on it, please, before you call it, do anything, do all the math on it and make sure it's like, wow, I'm, we're going to get a big check at the end of this thing. And then let escrow do what it's supposed to do, which is make your life easy. And even if they, a lot of times escrow will say, hey, do you want me to do the contracts for you? Geez, for $100 or $200, heck yes, the answer I think is. It's usually, it's usually included. Yeah. They usually don't charge more for that. That's part of the part of what they do, which is awesome. Good news. Today's, uh, today's first topic is recovering house flippers and how they're perfect for career fat. I'm, I'm getting ready. <laughs> so Poor Jill. I know. This is good. Bear with me. You're a trooper. Thank you. So I've had several conversations the last couple of weeks as we're getting ready to start Career Path number six, which starts April 12th. I'm really excited for it. Um, they just keeps getting better and better and better. And it's funny because like Land Academy, the conversations have changed. We don't, I don't have to really explain career path anymore because words getting out and people are are sharing their story like this is what I went from and this is what I went to as a result of career path. So, but but it's interesting uh, people that find us and I had a great conversation that day with a. I love to say recovering house flipper. He's still in it and he's like I'm trying to get out of it. And I said I get it. Been there, done that, and. And I was telling him how wonderful it is because he's going from, you know, you know, like I said, we've done these very hard uh, product type where you can't leave town, by the way. There's always things that go wrong. There's just so much involved with it. And you're sweating it. You know, you're sweating. When you're doing a house renovation, you're really sweating it until it closes and it's sold. Because most of the time, you don't have the cash to put down. So you've taken out a loan on the property. And while you're renovating, you borrow the money for that, probably. You know, this whole thing, until it done and closes, you're, it, a lot can go wrong. And so I was telling this person, like, you're going to love this because the way we do things and how we do them, nobody's sweating anything. You know, we're not, there's no financing involved. And if you even don't have the money to put down on a property, it's really not a finance. You just bring in a partner who's a money guy. So now you together, you know, own the property. It's the greatest thing ever. Nobody's hitting you up for payments. You're not worried about what if it takes an extra month? What's that going to cost me kind of thing? And so um, it's a really logical step to go from that to Land Academy to Career Path. And I'm finding a lot. And I think just because of the environment right now and the, you know, the competition has been happening in housing and all the construction woes that we know about and hear about, you know, and hard to find this person and hard to keep that person kind of thing. There's a lot of people that are looking around going, all right, I'm, I'm in real estate. I know it. I love it. I'm really familiar with it, but there's got to be something else out there. And they're finding us and they're finding land. And this is just a perfect transition. So I look at this topic uh, like I look at everything with as from a data perspective. And how many unknown variables are there when you buy a house? 
How many unknown variables? There's a lot. How many unknown variables are there when you buy a piece of land? Well, very little because most or, you know, 95% of the due diligence that you can do to see whether or not you're going to buy a piece of property is from your desk, even if it's in a different state or across the country uh, or whatever. So, and if you're a stickler about this and we're not anymore, uh, that last 5% of due diligence can be completed by sending somebody out there. Or uh, you yourself, if you work in an area where you live, you know, you can go out and especially if you're brand new, I would encourage you to do that. Are you talking land learn. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying land. land. People are uh, defecting from buying from buying and selling houses because there's so many unknown variables with land. There's again, there's 95 percent. Um, Laryngitis over here wasn't listening, so I know because my head's foggy too. I get an A plus for showing up, man. You look good though. You're right. There's no variables in buying and selling land once you really look at it, and I don't mean none. I mean very, very, very few. Geez, I can't count the number of times we only renovated maybe a handful of houses, and and there's always these unknowns. It was always way more expensive to uh, to get it done than we thought. I have one sentence that I say to every house flipper and they go, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> every house flipper will agree this one thing. I've never worked so hard for $38,000 yeah. yes. in my life. Yes. They're like, oh yeah, that's it. And I'm like, think about that for a minute. I'm like, cause I did that for a while. We did a couple of them, several. Well, that was my say. second point. Go um, ahead. sorry. No, my second, you just made my second point perfectly. It's a great example. You know, how much money do you want to make or not make? And how much effort do you want to put in or not put in? Again, it's just, it's a very, um, it's relational and it's data driven and and it's not, there's not a lot of emotion in it. I personally can't stand interior decorating and any of that. I I really, uh, it's just not my thing, but I love money and and data, money and data are what buying and selling land is all about. And it's pretty simple once you get the hang of it. Yeah, it's so funny. So we, we, we talk about that, you know, just, you know, think about this for a second. You're, you're a house flipper. You're here going, all right, you got my attention. You know, what do I need to know? Think about, you know, if you're really do everything right, you can, you know, and great job. You're lucky if you're cash in, cash out in 90 days. That's shocking. And if you make 40 grand, that's actually not not so bad. You're doing some stuff there. So I'm like, what I could do in 90 days, heck, what I could do in 30 days, I could sit back and coast and not even try that hard and do two deals a month and easily make $40,000, $50,000 a month. That's that's no brainer. To make $25,000 on a deal for us, it's like, that's that's our it's, it's easy. That's water. so think about that. So in three months, I made one fifty. <laughs> so you have to go, huh? Let me think about this now. That's that's the reality, and I I don't know why. Here's the question. It's there's still a, um, a misconception I think that many individuals think you have to do something to a property, even vacant land to make it worth more. And we haven't talked about that in a while. I think it'd be good to bring it up again. When when people come to us and go, well, what do you do to it? Oh, you put in a road, you put in a well, do you do this, do you do that? I'm like, no, 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 and no, I do nothing. Why? Because we buy it, right? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, exactly, you're, you're exactly right. But think about it th- like this, let's really do an apples to apples comparison with buying and selling land the way we do it and buying and selling houses. So number one, 
and this is kind of the house academy model. There is such a thing called house academy. If you, we buy property that's off market, period. The vast majority of house flippers buy a piece of property, a buy house that's on the MLS. They didn't get there first. And then they're creating value, creating equity through the improvements that they're doing. Everybody understands that. There's a whole channel on tele- on television, HGTV, that uh, focuses on that. They lie off their butt about the numbers, deal after deal after deal, I'm sure of it. But it's focusing on the renovations. It's not focusing on the money. I would argue this. If you sent out a mailer, and we've done this many, many times, and we're bringing back House Academy this year. If you sent out a mailer to property, uh, property owners and bought a couple of houses just because it's off market with because there's no real estate fees. There's no fees to get the deal done except title and, and a, maybe an inspection and a few other things that are pretty incidental on a $300,000 house smashed a, a sign in the ground and said, hey, this is for sale. You might make some pretty good money and forget about renovating it. In fact, you will make a bunch of good money because that's, we, what, we that's what we do in a house academy. The problem is that you're on the buy side, these people who renovate houses and flip them are all paying all kinds of fees that are associated it's with scary. it on the front. So it's not an apples to apples comparison. If you, again, if you slapped a front up, if you buy a property for, for a 20 to 30 to $40,000 under market from the owner without any involvement of a real estate agent or anything, slap a, a sign in the front of it, sell it as is, where is, hey, we just bought it, mark it up, $20,000, $30,000. Theoretically, there's no real estate fees on that on the, uh, that side too because there's no, you know, there might be a buy side real estate agent possibly. You're going to do okay. The problem with these renovations is they get feed to death. You get real estate agents on both well, sides of the deal. And time. Yep. Time kills it. You know, and if you've ever, if you have ever taken a sledgehammer to a wall to knock it down, what you find behind that wall is staggering. It could be mold. It could be uh, asbestos. There's so many variables that go into renovating a house. It's not uh, fun. I don't like variables. I I would like to know that I'm going to make some money on a deal. And that's what land is. You know what the thing about is with us, and and, and I'm... I mean this as a compliment. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean this as a compliment, but it's over, Steve. Let's, <laughs> instead of using the L word, I'm just going to say, Stephen doesn't want to work that hard. And I oh, understand oh, that's that. that's absolutely right. You can <laughs> oh, say lazy. I can say lazy. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm actually not lazy, but no, it's just lazy. a matter of efficiency is what it no, is. It is. I would rather like, do... Why would I do that when I can do this? Why would I do this when I can sit at my desk? Jill's really right. Or I could sit on the boat. I can sit on the, with the RV. I can be lakeside with my laptop, you know, um, you know, with my fishing pole in the water next to me. And that's what Look, we There's a, a fantastic way to buy and sell houses that's not a bad investment yeah. or a bad a real estate opportunity. Renovating a house is the problem. That's the real problem because unless you're just an amazing handyman and you do all the work yourself uh, to save a bunch of money, it's, and then you got to factor in all that anyway. Those are variables too. Yeah. How much is your time really worth? Should you be swinging a hammer or buying another land piece of land? I would argue the latter. You know, it's good to think of other good things are perfect fits for a career path. Okay, let's do this. Like a lot of people uh, recovering uh, real estate agents, brokers, mm-hmm. great for a career path. Um, they have been in it seen it watched it but on the other end and said this is stupid i'm making all the i'm helping this investor make all this money it should be my money yeah and that's and you're right so we have a lot of uh that in career path um 
Let's see who else is a good fit. Business owners. Former, former or current business owners uh, make up every career path class. There's at least half are former business owners or current uh, business owners, and not it could because be very different different uh, types of companies too. And not because they're um, disgruntled in any way. They just want to. They they've either figured out the business that they're in and it's going great, and they want to start another one. Yep, they come to us go like, all right, I have this company. It's running great. I have a great team. We only make this much per deal. I know I could make this much per deal if I do this stuff with you guys. That's oh, geez, we've had, looking back on Land Academy members, we had one uh, member, a couple that, you know, lived out in the uh, out in the sticks who, they're horticulturists, so they grow plants, like unusual plants, and then they drop, they have a website so you can buy strange plants. and. And they love land and needed more land, and and uh, they went on to be really successful too. So Most there's, do. there's all kinds of examples of, yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's only uh, so many examples that get to Jill and I. Yeah. You know, we don't. There's a lot of people that lurk in the back of the classroom that listen and learn and uh, go off and do amazing things, and we don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. 17.5 acres, offer price 182, 182,000, thinks we can sell it for 300 to 350. There's multiple adjoining parcels on this one, by the way. So it's not just that four, there's a bunch around there, you gotta find them. It's on the option. Yeah, there's a totally 16 acres total, a 10 and a six. The um, south of that sold for $400,000 in 2021. Slope, butt houses next door near the ocean, beach access across the highway. The owner originally wanted to build an RV park, but encountered problems with the county and didn't have the patience to figure it out. Understand that. Boy, me too. Yeah. Okay. So is it the one, that one and which one? Let's see. So this is the one that, that the APN pulled up. Uh-huh. This is a great deal. Oh, and look at the, Ar- the Arcadia Beach State Recreation site mm-hmm. right there. That would have been a great RV park. You know this is going to make huh. you cry. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. Totally. That's insane. Yeah. The more Samantha and I see Oregon, we might be moving. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Oregon coast is amazing. Just so much better looking than the cornfields and soybeans that we live in. <laughs> and you can handle cold, so that's easy. Oregon's not cold. No, that's what I'm saying. They're they're Chicago. They can handle cold. It gets cold in Oregon. Is it okay? Yeah. Who has a she has a, a skewed version of um, pain. <laughs> this is a compliment. This oh, is a huge thanks. compliment. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. So there'd be a great RV park. I think the grading would take a couple of years, but you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing piece of land. And, and I think the reaction that we're all having mm-hmm. is the same reaction that a buyer's going to have. Especially one home buyer per spot, per property. Like, look, here's this. My, there's a house right here so here's what i was thinking i want to know what each individual property is really worth kind of thing and i'm gonna look at it that way so you see just south of it all those ones that are broken up yeah mm-hmm. i just sent you the listing for that Excellent. okay i've seen this deal before oh, and it's pending i wonder who if i've seen this on this call this deal i mean that's like right next to it just south of it mm-hmm. interesting mm. 
So the first thing you do is call this agent and talk, just ask him all kinds of stuff. That can't be. Let's think that's Land Academy. I'm serious. Maybe. We probably said on this call, uh, you probably said your magic $100,000 and yeah, somebody got much. it for that. And there you go. So. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, Yuri. <laughs> right here. This is what I want you to do. Buy for I want you to sell, sell for 1.6. 1. 1. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I could do 10 of those a year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> now we feel great. <laughs> we'll just do one of those a year. <laughs> yeah, for reals. Wow. So this is very encouraging. So yes. I really would talk to this broker and find out what the whole story is. And, you know, it's pending. So maybe it's not pending. Jill sees this kind of stuff and she offers him 300000 on their asking price of 1.7. So what's interesting is that one adjoins the one that we're looking at so you know whoever's buying this one may want to buy the one he's looking at right yes i'm curious to know where did you come up with your proposed cash sales price of 300 that seems low now seeing this one yeah down the ocean it's multiple contiguous properties on the ocean well i think that whoever Whoever's buying this one's pending would love to get a phone call from Yuri and go, I could do this for a million. Yep. No. Honestly, for six or 700,000, it would be fine. I think the only difference is the other one is, um, has already been split up. There's a road, but you know, you could do that with the one that Yuri's looking at. All right. I feel much differently about this one, Yuri. I would proceed. I would, I would proceed also. I would, I was going to say the same thing and uh, you got mom's approval too. So <laughs> I would, I would. Honestly, open escrow on this if you haven't already. And then I would start to find some of the higher power people in Discord, Land Academy Discord, and talk about funding. Many people don't know that Jill and I have a full-blown commercial printing company that we created about four or five years ago out of our frustration being misunderstood by other commercial printing companies about how we send, how we mail merge data, and we send offers to owners. That's the name of it. Offers to owners. Uh, it grows mightily. Sales uh, year, um, uh, month over month, it grows very, very well. So if you are looking to, whether you're in the group or not, in the Land Academy group or not, get a mailer out super efficiently. We have multiple products, um, depending on where you're coming from to doing a mailer. We have a lot of products. If you want to be completely hands-off, we'll completely do the mailer for you, uh, with the exception of pricing at the end which you can't do for a bunch of reasons. But, or if you're a seasoned professional and maybe you're sending out neutral letters or and you're not getting the response you want or postcards, we can uh, very, very quickly help you there. Again, whether you're a member or not. So check out offers2owners.com. It, it's uh, one of the tools that we developed for ourselves that when we made it available to the public and to our members, and it turned out really well. I have something funny to say. <laughs> when, you, when you brought up misunderstood, all I could think about is poor Jack, misunderstood. And it made me think of the book, Hello Jeez. God, It's Me, Margaret. That's <laughs> for teenage, 13 year old teenage I know. girls. It, it might be for you right now. I might get you that book. <laughs> Hello God, It's Me, Jack. <laughs> That's a show. That's it. <laughs> There we go. I feel Jack's, uh, Jack feels misunderstood. The older I get, the more misunderstood I am. Yes. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord channel. Uh, it's in our online community. Again, if you'd like a sneak peek uh, at our Discord channel, please go to landacademy.com. It's free. Andre wrote, 
I have a few calls coming in for my first mailer. Mostly people unwilling to have a conversation. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're taking time out of their day to say they don't want to sell, which doesn't make much sense. I'd imagine if they're calling, there would be some strategies to get them to open up. Yep. Any tips on converting them into potential sales? I'm completely new to this part and I need help navigating Cantacris sellers. So before you answer this, there's multiple people that piped in on Discord, Jill, and said, um, Jill talks about this in A lot. Land Academy 1.0 and 2.0 and 3.0 and has uh, all kinds of comments all throughout the almost 2,000 podcasts that we have. So she's gonna say it again right now, I guess. Yep. So I agree with you, Andre. I feel like they're, if they wouldn't, if they really didn't care, it would be in their shred pile right now. But if they're calling me, it's usually, there could be something there. I think they're calling me for a reason. And yeah, you do have to get them talking. Um, and, the, and the easiest, fastest way is to sort of, not really, but in a sideways, acknowledge, you know, you know what's going on. Is it is it the price? What you know? Try to get them talking. Maybe there's something I missed. Please tell me what's going on. You know. So if you can. So here's here. Let me give you like a little example. The mail goes out. You know, this person opens it up, and I know you know what I'm talking about. You can tell they're walking on their cell phone, and they haven't even got from their mailbox to their door, and they're already calling you because they're going ripping through their mail right there, and they stop to do this. And they're like, who the hell do you think you are offering me $19,443.44? A, where'd you get that? And B, are you nuts? And then that's your opportunity to go, May, well, hold on. Did I make a mistake? And then, and now they, now you caught them off guard. Like, well, yeah, you did. Well, well, why? What, what am I missing? Is it, you know? And let them tell you. Now you've got that conversation. So just something like that. To, you're not saying I goofed. I'm, just, you know, whatever. Because you don't want to say you don't want to agree that it's worth three times as much. Because in the very bitter end, it, it, your pricing was probably pretty good, and you might end on that price. But right now, they're just initially mad. So you just gotta get them talking, and and then, and and then now you now you've opened that door. Sometimes, like I said, your price is gonna be that end price. After they get it off their chest, you guys talk a little bit, and they have and and you go when was you know you start asking follow up questions. When was the last time you were there? I've never even seen it. Well, like okay, well, let me tell you what's going on out there, and it's called nothing, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. When no, seriously, they're like, yeah, you know, when did you get up going? They go, yeah, I kind of wondered, you know, my dad said this, but mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure. You're like, yeah, I, you know, I can send you some screenshots if you want, and kind of show you what I'm looking at, to, so you can get an idea of, you know, where it is in relationship to all these other things, and this is why this money, this makes sense to me, you know. Now you've got that going, so that's one outcome that could happen. Um, another outcome that could happen is, there's usually three. The next outcome that could happen is, you know, you miss something. They go, no, wait a minute, Andre. I'm digging my heels in because I, seller, know that Amazon is down the street and this happened and the college is almost done and all these six things. You're like, you know what? I did not know that. So now what all you got? Give me some more information. I'm going to go do some work on it and I'll get back to you. By the way, what is your price? I want you, no matter what, on all these conversations, I don't want you to ever hang up the phone going, well, I'll come back to you with another price. Please don't ever do that. You already made an offer. Now it's their turn. 
and their turn is to make an offer back to you. Like you said, 19,527. I want nothing less than 25,000 period. All right. I've got the information. I've got your number. Give me 24 hours. Can I reach you here? You know, what's the best time? What's the best number? Let me get back to you. Now you go see if that works. You do all your due diligence, all the stuff that we taught you to do. So, and then the third outcome is you will get people now and then they're like, they're mad about it. They just want to vent and they really don't want to sell because their dog's there. Their dad's buried there. Their husband's buried there. Fill in the blank. They're all buried there. No one's selling this land ever. You're like, all right. And that, those you just kind of, you're not going to, you're not going to exhume these people and move them. So that's when you just say, got it. I understand. I, I, I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. I'll take you off my list, whatever they want to hear and let that go. Sales is uh, partially solving problems for people. True. And so, and it's not just solving problems on top of it. They need to be uh, entertained and charmed. And that might be, those might be strong words, but without doing it in a slimy manner, they really do. Think of a person who walks into a dealership and, and first the sales guy walks up and the first thing you say is, I'm not here to buy a car. Well, in, in the back of his head, and he's probably been trained this way is, well, then why did you walk into a dealership? Yeah, why are you standing here? And why are you, you know, uh, let me help you. Uh, wipe the drool off of your the side of your face there when you're looking at the at this car. So you're there for a reason. You may not even know that. True. So I really think that's what this question is about. They don't know their sellers, but in the very back of their head, and it's probably subconscious, they are sellers. And it might be a matter of price. It might be a matter of what their husband says. It might, there's all kinds of things, but they're calling you or they're walking into that dealership for a reason. They don't know that they want a new car or need a new car. They probably do if they need one, but, and they don't know if they can afford it and they don't know what nobody's talking about price, but it's your job is to identify what's really going on in the nicest way, in in an endearing, heartfelt. I just read an article about sales. I don't know why it hit my radar. You know all this stuff, Joe, but a lot of this is still new to me. It's, there's a, somebody did a huge survey about listening and talking yeah. and, and the sales. 80-20 rule? Well, it's, it was closer to like 60-40, but okay. the best salespeople in the world listen 60% uh, of the time. Yeah. And they'll tell you if they like you, that's the whole thing. If they like you, if, if you're like, well, then why did you call me back? That's, that's not, that's going to no. go nowhere. But, but Jill's right. If, he, if they're still listening on the phone and you're asking them a couple of questions, not like what's going to take to get you into a car today, because that's all 1975. That's not what I mean. But right. hey, we you know we buy and sell land all the time. We this make the process super easy. And you know why are you interested in selling at all? Is there some price that that would work, or is it price at all? Or like Jill said, are you going to die there? So it, you have to get them talking about. They will reveal. They do. We talk about this kind of stuff in career path all the time. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you that during this part of career path, which I think is week six ish, all the women take over in the group. We usually have 50% women or ish ish and 50% men. Why do you say that? Because I can tell you examples of not women. No, I just think that are very good. It's very positive that women take over because they have that's this is the part that I this is my it's not always like this. But I believe women. Welcome to Land Academy, ladies. Now you know why we have this group. Women over and over and over again say uh, in our group, oh, yeah, my husband tried to answer the phone and he sucks at it. 
And when I answer the phone, we do a deal. And when he answers the phone, no, not so much. Oh, okay. So there's a people part of this that- I don't think it's gender specific. I think it's person specific. You can I think good. in general, it's person specific. But for some reason, women really pipe up, not during the mailer part, not during the data pricing part, but really get involved. Well, you know why? I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. We will have more conversations for one reason and one reason only. It's hard to get, it's hard to scream at me. It's easy to scream at a guy. It's hard to scream at a, like a really nice woman answering the phone. I've noticed that. Yeah. You don't have a problem, but other people do. <laughs> no, I've noticed that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but but you know, that's that's a lot of it. We soften it. And 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 I can be you know what, I can be a not nice person, but just the fact oh, that I'm really? a woman and I answer the phone, I'm like sweet you know if i was like a gruff mean lady and like next betty you know what i don't know i don't want to pick on betty but you know i don't know but anyway i handpicked this yeah. question and i think it's crazy yeah. important it is because this is a difference between and every once in a while people come to us and they say whatever environment it's in whether it's the th thursday caller or uh the the uh the accountability groups, yeah, I sent out 5,000 units and nothing happened. So what happened in that mailer, I can tell you, is one of two things. It was either grossly underpriced, and I mean, you offered $35 or $500 for a property that's worth $30,000. Yeah. Or what's really happening is a version of what this question is all about, where you're not finessing your, there's people that call back, or maybe you have 25 or 30 or 45 numbers that are hangups on your caller ID. Because you didn't answer the phone. Because you didn't answer or because uh, maybe they hung up on your answering service, but you have their number. Yeah. Uh, you have their caller ID number. Call those people back and say, hey, I think you, I think you, I sent you a mailer. I'm pretty sure you want to sell your land. Now they're all calmed down, even if they're angry and say, they, they called for a reason. Thanks. Small percentage of people that ha call you back with the massive amount of hate really have the hate. They are sellers. You just got to find out. Mm -hmm. Today's second topic is, you know, the countless stories of Land Academy members. Jill and I were talking uh, in the kitchen uh, a couple days ago. For whatever reason, we were talking about former members. And, oh, remember that guy that did this? So I figured it would just be a good topic. I was thinking of it. What made me think of it was in times like this. You know, when we're having all these bank issues and finance issues and people are worried about mortgage rates and things like that, like, and jobs, you know, even though unemployment's down, we still know people that have been laid off and are looking for jobs and now they're having trouble finding jobs. So it's like, I can think of so many people that have been in these situations and it happened after they got, they like got into our world, you know, got into the land academy world, but never really dove in. And then the next thing you know, laid off or something happened and some event and they're like, oh my goodness, I am so grateful that I had this. And then they dove into land academy. And then it's so great because when the opportunity to get their job back or make a change or something presented itself down the road. Somebody even said, eh, I'm out. Now I know how to make my own money. Now I know how to have my own company, have my own life, my own time, my own fill in the blank. I am not going back into that rat race. And I love it. There's a certain number of people that for, like whatever, for whatever reason, <clears throat> uh, 
when they hear about this or research it or look into it, the light bulb goes off over their head. And it's not, uh, it's not entirely predictable, but there are some pretty serious consistencies. We have a, a have a guy in our group. I'm going to call his first the first letter of his first name is I. He was in a career path about three a career path uh, uh, gathering or career path. Uh, he was in one of the career paths. Go uh-huh. Career path session. Session. Thank you. And he immediately said, yeah, I'm, I made six million bucks last year and uh, I'm a former mechanical engineer. I stopped working three years ago when I started doing mailers or some version of that. And I'm here because I want to make more. And so they're, they're, that's one extreme. We have uh, somebody that's been with us from, from right from the, yeah. from the beginning. Her first initial is B. And she if you go out on uh, Landwatch, she's got two or three hundred properties posted at any given time. And her husband recently, not so recently, probably a year, two two years ago, she retired her husband, which is what she said from the beginning she wanted to do. Right. Um, You know, because she didn't want to work. They didn't want to work anymore, like along the lines of what Jill said. They have kids. Our moderator on Discord, first uh, initial K, is retired. And he's been to both of his live events. And he said, I love buying and selling land and I love helping you guys do it. And he's he will be a presenter at a live event in October. I'm sure of it, although I haven't asked him yet. But oh yeah, I actually have. And he said yes. And he said to me uh, in so many words, "It's either I do this in, during my retirement, or I sit at the bar." Ah, uh, that sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> we have another example. I'm blowing through these. Uh, you know, our ambassadors, uh, Carl and Sam. She just quit her job at a you know a power, powerhouse job at as a uh, an, as an accountant. Uh, and another example, like a he major analyst for like a big deal company. So yeah, yeah, exactly, oil and gas, I think. And her husband has had his own. These are kids are in their twenties, maybe thirties. Has a, a full blown construction company with contracts uh, with home builders and and. Um, uh, private equity home buyers for maintenance and all that and they see this made sense to them uh, and they've had so much success with that so quickly that you know now they're land academy ambassadors so yeah. that's another example um, you know another person from Utah first initial B is pretty loud he's, he's on our, our uh, talk sometimes on our Thursday call and he's he, he is bent on not working hard he's for got tiny time. little kids he's their coach and he only does, you know, 10, 15 deals a year, but he makes them count. Yeah. I can keep going on and on. There's a whole slew of people that are frustrated as hell with the, the, the software development industry. For some reason, what we do makes a lot of sense to them. And I think, honestly, they're extremely intelligent people. It's you. And Well, I think they're extremely intelligent people, and I really think that they look at this they look at buying and selling land and they look at what they're actually doing for a living and it's so much easier. What we do is so much easier. And then I think that in the back of their head that they look at our process and they say, well, I know I can write software to really improve this, really improve where we send mail, really improve the response rates and and all of that. And they do and they come to us. A lot of those people are in career path too. They come to us and say, well, it only made sense to me because I wrote some script and ran it based on sales comparables and, and fill in 
the blank to send property to central Mississippi, let's say, versus, you know, rural Virginia. I'm just throwing those two places out. Please don't send mail there or send mail there. I don't know. I'm just throwing them out. Run the numbers. Yeah, run the numbers. Don't just exactly. listen. Don't, don't just do, do this. <laughs> so for some reason that, that goes on. But I've got story after story after story. We've been doing this now for, what is this? Oh, my gosh. Land or the podcast or Land Academy? Eight or nine years. Land Academy yeah. itself. Land Academy 2015. Eight or nine years. Yeah. And, and uh, we're getting to know some people that have had an amazing amount of success with this. So yeah. I thought I would share their stories. Yes, I'm just thinking about that. I'm, I'm actually looking for in In two years, we'll have 10 years of Land Academy. Holy yeah. moly. That's awesome. That's a, and that's a lot of success stories. Oh, totally. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday uh, webinar. Who did you do this deal? Spartanburg County, South Carolina. Uh, 6.3 acres. Wow. Purchase price, $77,000. I love Jeez. that from the looks here. Look at this. Thinks we can sell it for $150. i am liking that too. Uh, access, yes. Affordable, yes. Adjacent, yes. Alive, yes. Oh, this is these are the ones I love. Original owner mm -hmm. since the 70s. Yep. Sellers were going to build. This is just the classic Land Academy story. Mm -hmm. They were going to build there and they decided to live in North Carolina close to their family. It's been unused for 50 years. It has timber and it's paved. Gas, electricity, and water right there at the property. Five stars so far. We just got to check the now price. Now I'm trying to find something wrong with it. We got to check the price of these houses and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a storybook. Oh, look at all these new houses. Wow. Yeah, okay. I hope the houses are worth at least three or four. What's that pond thing right there? Somebody's yard. It's, a pond, it's a pond thing, I think. Okay. I think Chelsea's doing a would you brag about this deal. Me too, which is good. Uh -huh. It's better than would you cry about this deal. That's true. Zero properties for, uh, for sale, 30 sold. These are prop lots, just uh, land, five to 10 acres in that zip code. All land, 169 sold. I'm going to do six months here. 46 sold and just a few active for all properties. And they're all tiny. This is a smoking deal. I'm a thumbs up. I mean, let's just check these housing prices. Like, I bet this is probably expensive. Chelsea's trying to get it cheaper, which I love too. I just sent you one that's pending. That's two acres. That's like pretty close to it. 276. And that's the house that's right behind it. 77. 77. That's I have 50 would be better. But I think that you're going to do fine at 77. Don't you? Mm -hmm. I, I would like list it for 150. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you said. Mm -hmm. Jill, you have something inspirational to share. Yes. You know, I was going to talk about this um, today. I want to talk about burnout because I want to make sure that you are aware of it, watch for it, and don't let it happen. So I was thinking about this because. For three, three things, it just keeps coming up on my mind right now. One of it is I'm reading this book. So the book that I'm like, I'm gonna finish it this weekend, gosh darn it, because now it's getting really good. It's the whole story of the Tupperware um, woman, Brownie Wise, and her and Earl Tupper, how they got together, how she started Tupperware home parties. He was in the Northeast of the country, you know, being the manufacturer and coming up with the new products. She's running everything out of Florida, but they have, of course, it was a nationwide thing all in the 50s. It was amazing. And the numbers that they did, they put in their numbers in this book. It's really cool. What you are know, the numbers? Million they, made. They, could, they would do a $10 million a year in Tupperware in, in the 50s. Sure. 
fifties are hitting ten million dollars. I know. Just like stagger. She bought an island in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidding. So and there's a funny story in there that she had one of their they used to call them their Tupperware Jubilees, and she'd bring in all the top uh, distributors, have a big luau, big party. She put them on the island one time as a storm was rolling through. Oh, and man. then they had to vacate the island. And some people got in the water and got hurt. Like these boats are running into each other. Like this horrible thing. And he was, it's a good story. Though. Earl Tupper was so mad, you know, about this party went wrong. This luau gone wrong. So anyway, everybody, everybody's okay. But it was just kind of funny. But at the book right now, she's building and building and building. And she's, and they're seeing burnout coming. She's, you, her team around her is noticing she's getting worn down. And I hear this when I get people coming to us with so, so, so I'm reading the story. I can't wait to see how it goes. I, I know how it's going to end, but I want to, I want to, I'm reading how it unfolds. Um, but it made me think too about people that have, I've talked to in the last several weeks that are right at that point in burnout. And I'll tell you what they're doing. That's causing the burnout. It's too many terms properties. It's too many seller financing. I have talked to several people in the last couple of weeks because of career path. They're like, there's gotta be another way. There's got, I'm working, they are working so flipping hard to manage 80 to hundred terms payments so they can have X amount coming in a month. And every time I say, is it passive income? They go, ah, ha, ha, funny. I said, right, that's the problem. They're like, I'm about to burn out on this. I've got to do something. And I was talking to a gal the other day. I'm like, you should be unloading this stuff. She's like, you better believe I am. I've got five right now. I said, I would start calling these people. You got two choices, call these people, make say, here's what you have left. What can you afford? Let's get this done kind of thing. Or I'm like, you could sell them and you know, tranches to somebody else, let somebody else have them, get them off your books and just get out, get out of it. They're like, oh gosh, yes. And so with us, we're, I don't know why it doesn't, it doesn't seem to happen to us because we, I'm sure it is. You know what? I'm sure there's people in Land Academy that are also facing burnout because they keep buying for a thousand, selling for three thousand, buying for a thousand, selling for three thousand, and then instead of buying for ten thousand, selling for thirty thousand, they just do ten more, or twenty, or thirty. That is going to be burnout, and you've got to be thinking about that, and you've got to be aware of this. And I want you to know, you don't need to be doing that. You got the hang of it. If you got more than twenty deals under your belt, maybe even less, but I'm going to say at least twenty under your belt where you've bought for 1,000, sold for three, you've got this licked. You know what you need to know. And I want you to be confident to go, I'm done with that. Next matter that's going out, I'm buying for 10 and selling for 30. That's it. And I want you to do, do four or five of those a month. That's easy. You know how to do it. You've been burning Just the candle, more. doing all these little ones. And then I want you to, once you get comfortable with that, what'd you say? <laughs> you've been burning the candle. What? Just, I don't know. I, I One of my hobbies is uh, oh. listening to your version of some cliches. All right. Hello, God. <laughs> it's me, Jack. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think you mean burning the candle at both ends. I know. I don't, I just, I don't mean to wreck your momentum. Right. It's okay. <laughs> It's the foggy head. We got that. I'm going to go candle. with foggy head all day today. You're burning the candle. <laughs> exactly. You might be burned out. It was something like that. You're approaching burnout because your candle wick is getting like this. So anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But the point is, 
I want you to, you can't keep going like that. You can't keep doing that. You're, and even if you think, well, I got a team, Jill, now I've got, I've got a staff of five. Really? So how much less money are you making right now? Cause you and your staff of that feeding five people to run this operation, whether it's seriously, whether it's, whether it's, you know, seller financing, I call them terms, but seller financing, where you're doing a ton of little deals. It's so much work. Up your numbers, up your game. Your life is going to be so much easier. And then you too can be like a lot of people in Land Academy that some people look at them going, geez, that guy's a weirdo. He does one deal a month. That's all he's doing. Yeah. That's stupid. Think about this yeah. for a moment. He's doing one deal a month. He might be the smartest guy in the minimum room. is $75,000 a deal. Is he nuts? Mm-mm. I'm not so sure. And that could be that could be you. <laughs> How hard are you working for $75,000 a month right now? And don't get burned out. That's my... Look, there's a number of concepts in my mind that are associated with burnout. If you're burned out from something, mm-hmm. you're successful at it. You've made it work. You're buying and selling land. You might need to do it a That's little true. bit differently. Like Jill said, you might need to, instead of making five grand a deal, you may need to start thinking about 50. making $50,000 a deal. Yeah. Or your processes are um, too cumbersome or, or labor intensive. A great example of this is just think mathematically for me, uh, with me for a second, or statistically even. You have a certain amount of time every day that you're going to be on the phone. Do you want to spend that time on the phone looking at new acquisitions? A. B. Closing deals? Mm -mm. C. Talking to somebody that you sold a property to three years ago that's going to be late on their payments. Mm. Totally not. It's not a good use of your time. But if you don't do it and you turn this over to somebody else like a service, they're going to lose the deal. You really need, and you're burned out because of this. You're burned out because you're talking too much on the phone. And what you should be doing is buying land and selling it for cash and either having one employee that does their transaction coordinator handles the sale of the property, uh, the buy purchase and the sale of the property with the escrow agent and manages the uh, real estate agent. So now you're not talking on the phone at all except for acquisitions. Ding, ding. That's how you don't get burned out doing this. That's career so path. burnout. <laughs> When Jill wrote this, Jill wrote this uh, today, this topic, you know, I got all happy because I, I've known people that have been burned out or getting burned out in, t- in, their, uh, uh, in their careers at all different ages, not just real estate. We have lots of friends who own companies, all different ages, shapes, and sizes. And every time I hear this, it's because they don't have an office manager because they're control freaks and they have to do all the billing themselves, which is silly. Or uh, they're not not out. They're in business for because they have a talent. I I was in business and am in business because I'm pretty good at the data part of this. Jill's in business because she has somebody doing the data for her, so she can sell and do the stuff that she wants. She's not burned out. We're not burned out because of each other, and because we have the systems in place. (laughs) (laughs) So. So burnout is uh, the first step and the first indication to realizing that it's a symptom of some some problem that can be really solved. Yep. The, the title should be Burnout is Badass or something. I like that. Jack, what do you want to share with us today? My topic is called Find Your Community. Oh. I'm 56 years old. Jill and I, all three of our kids are doing really well. The third one is just recently out of out of the house. He comes back, he's in college, he comes back once in a while when he needs something. It's honestly a pleasure to see him because for several years before he went to college, it wasn't a pleasure to see him at all. 
Although he does come when he only needs something, but that's all right. We can handle that. Our financial situation is pretty good. It can always be better, but it honestly is pretty good. And so we don't have any real problems at all. Any, yeah. I think we're both healthy and, and uh, ha- happy in general. So it, it caused me recently, for probably for the last two years, one or two years, to do research, imagine that, uh, to do research on happiness and retirement. And what is all that? And what's the key to it? And you know, I'm always trying to learn about attempting to do stuff the right way long before I actually go do it so I have some idea of how it's going to go and what keeps coming up on people's lists of what's an important and or psychologists psychiatrists writing blogs and articles for like psychology today is find your community and what they mean is hang out with people that you have like kind values with who understand each other you've had similar experiences and on and on and on what does that really mean Well, for me, what it means is I don't hang out with 65 year old plus Irish women who love to crochet. Do I do I not like that? No, I think it's great. And I would do it for a day because I think it would be a blast. But that's not my community. I'm not judging it. I think it's great that it exists and uh, more more power to them. But it's not my community for me to have long term uh, happiness or long-term, let's call it just general content, you need to be, you need to surround yourself with people that uh, you're not arguing with that have kind of a like kind value system as you do. I'll give you a great example. My, I've made fun of my dad for decades. He lives part-time in Florida in a mandatory- Jack eating his words right now. I just have to point that yeah. out. <laughs> Laughed for, for both of us. Jill. I've gotten real good at it. <laughs> About living in this private mandatory golf community. Yeah. You know, and Jill and I went there several years ago and we were there for a couple couple days and you know, they played 36 holes of golf, which is not my idea of fun at all. Uh, and afterward, they all get together uh, health you know, depending on they're old. So their their health situation, depending on what it is, they'll get together, have some cocktails, have dinner in the clubhouse. And, and they generally have the same opinions about uh, everything in life and talk about it with each other. So 20 years ago, I thought that was really silly. Like, how do you learn anything? Everybody's got the same opinion. Well, let's fast forward 20 years. He, they, he, that's his community. He found his community. And when you're older, I think that's really important. Do I mean close your mind entirely to new ideas? Absolutely not. But I do see that the point of finding your community. If you want to buy and sell land, this is your community. I'm not selling anything here. I'm just saying, try to find another one. If you're a woman, there are none. There are oh, literally this is a, we have no, a community. Except this one. Oh, thank there are you. no other communities. Except Land Academy for Land Academy ladies is, yep. is this. So again, I'm not selling anything here, but I really think that we just live in this strange time now, largely because of COVID and uh, the political environment that we're in, and very largely because of social media, where no matter what you say on social media, somebody's got some negative, that. derogatory. You can be the best person in the world. Someone's going to beat you up. It's stupid. And it's not even that there's any validity validity to it now at all. It's just um, people are negative. They're there and they're loud about it. And so that's not our, our community. It's not your community. Do you know what my community is today? Uh-oh. dot <laughs> com. No, no, no. It's people today. This, as we're recording, I'll just share it. As we're recording, it's the day before St. Patrick's Day. So my community right now is green beer drinking, college basketball loving people. (laughs) Can I I be the first in line for that? Oh, (laughs) sure. 
Sure. Um, now, my bracket started out not great, so hopefully by the time this airs, my bracket is doing much better. Those of you in Land Academy who are in my little bracket challenge, you know what's going on. You can see that. It's awesome. But that's my community. Who is your community right now today? Uh, well, it's Thursday, and Thursday is our um, our hard week scenario. But we are Jill and I are later are meeting some of our best yes. friends for dinner, and that is kind of our community. That's we true. All kind oh, of like kind. steak loving. Oh, this is good. Steak and seafood, high end steak and seafood loving, basketball. Beer parents drinking. Of, yeah, they're all that. Parents of older children love it. Parents of, of children that are out of the house, uh, business owners, business uh, owners, current and former business owners. Yep. Uh, people who have uh, good uh, gave it a shot in California, but are not, they came back? Sure, they came just back. Like us. You're right, so this is our community. It's our community. Huh? Didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And. The Thursday call with you know hundreds of people on it every Thursday of Land yeah. Academy members, member community. call is I'm part of that community too. Yeah. And not, you know, yeah. against my will. You know, that's one of the best things about our Thursday call um, with all of our members is you're our people and you know this. Like there's things we can say here and there's things we can't say here. When we get in our little community, that's our community. Our Thursday member call, we have so much fun and, and we can say whatever we want. It's all of us in a closed environment. This is rated G. Yeah. The Thursday call is rated PG. The man plan well, is man rated plan. and career path are rated R. Oh. <laughs> and then that's it. It's hilarious. For some reason, rated R is a little more fun than rated G. Okay. <laughs> that's hilarious. Join us next Wednesday for another interesting episode. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration. It's by undervalued property. <laughs>